Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. The difference with Brady is eventually they built an offense around Brady and he put up Peyton Manning numbers. Like with Randy Moss and them, he put up, oh my God, 50 touchdowns and almost no interceptions and all that stuff. And and at that point, I would have given the slight edge to Brady because he'd also won four Super Bowls and all that. But if you don't know where the, like who's, the quality of whose peak is higher between Montana and Brady and they were very similar in their eras and Brady has done it for this much longer, I don't think that I can win the argument for Montana. I think I think the winning argument is for Tom Brady. It is tough to make an argument against Tom Brady right now. I think so many people want to put Patrick Mahomes on that pedestal to someday get to where Tom Brady is. I just told you, you last week. I don't think it's happening. I, I just think it's impossible to catch Brady in the postseason numbers. And I don't think even the great Patrick Mahomes and this supreme talent and unbelievable uh, offense will be able to sustain stop, it and do it. Stop doubting Andy Reid, Brent. I'm telling you, man. Stop doubting that dude. Brent Martineau, former Jags player, Austin Lane, here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Can you start saying former Chiefs player as well, just to add to my resume oh, a little bit. You know Super what I'm saying? Bowl week. Super Bowl week, you know what I'm saying? Former Chiefs player as well. I don't want to rub it in the Chiefs. Haven't been a part of them the last couple of years. Could have well, got was, a couple of rings, potentially. Hey, surprise, when they won two games, they brought me in, and then they brought me back out again. <laughs> so Order some cheeseburgers from now Kansas City talking, at the very least. We welcome in Max Kellerman right now, of course, from First Take at ESPN, ESPN Radio, right before our show, in fact, right here on ESPN 690 in Jacksonville and ESPN Radio all across the country. Max, hope you're doing well. You know, I was just thinking as kind of like a uh, you know business geek here in this media world. What the heck is your schedule like? First take in the morning, a little afternoon radio. Take us through the day. I like you guys. I get up and work all day. <laughs> <laughs> my first, my first, my first uh, conference call for first take is at seven thirty a.m. And basically from there, I'm going straight to first take. And then, and then I have a lunch break, but I have radio meeting during that time. And usually that time is filled up with stuff. And then the radio show and. I have boxing show meetings because I have a uh, Friday. I do Max on boxing on ESPN two, 5 PM. And so like that, you know, and got three kids and three jobs. So like everyone else, I'm, I'm just grinding, except uh, the difference is I don't actually have to work and it pays well. Yeah, it's a, it is a lot of fun, but uh, it can be a grind as well. We appreciate you taking a few minutes here with us during Super Bowl 55 week. All right, this Cliff Brady thing, have you embraced it uh, uh, with the take on Brady? And I saw the YouTube video. Whoever put that together, I think it was for ESPN that put it together, did a fantastic job, you over the years. How you doing on this uh, Brady falling off the cliff? Well, I, I mean, I, like, I, I don't really have a stake in it. I, when I made the prediction, it was because no one ever had been an excellent quarterback at age 41 except for Warren Moon, who did it for one season. And no one ever had gone past age 41. So at the time, Brady was 39. I gave him 18 months, which put him in his age 41 season, and that would be it. In fact, I even said he might game manage a Super Bowl win, not impossible as Peyton Manning did, but his days of being elite were over. Now, to me, it looked like I missed it by one season because he had his last great game, uh, that 500-yard passing game lost to the Eagles. And while they won the Super Bowl the next season, to me, it looked like, okay, that's Tom Brady, game manager, winning the Super Bowl. And then last year, they got bumped in the first round, and he did not look the same. He was missing guys. and But the argument that, that he really didn't have dynamic receivers is obviously true. 
because he went to the Bucks and he put himself in a great situation. No two ways about it. Offensive line performed at an elite level this year. All three levels of the defense uh, have been excellent, especially through the playoffs. He has, he has receivers everywhere you look, name brand running backs who can still get it done, tight ends like everywhere you look. And yet, just because all that's true doesn't mean you're in the Super Bowl. Lots of, lots of guys have loaded teams. They're not in the Super Bowl. And he's looked excellent. Like, i just tell you what I think. So, so I stopped looking for comps in football because he's blown through that. And I start looking for comps in other sports. Nolan Ryan mm-hmm. was the best pitcher in baseball, arguably, at the age of 44. And his pitching coach, Tom House, is Brady's throwing coach. Ryan was still getting guys out at 46. He was still really good at 45. Bernard Hopkins was beating world-class fighters. I used to call the fights when he was 49 years old. Satchel Page pitched for, for Cleveland successfully, sub-3 ERA in his mid-40s. So I think it is possible now that... that play past 45, it's possible. Max, when we talk about Tom Brady, obviously he's the GOAT, and there's no denying that. But if you look at and you mentioned it yourself, he went to a team that was absolutely loaded at the wide receiver position. We're talking about guys like, you know, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. He chooses to bring Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown's had some success. I mean, he literally went to an all-star team um, of offensive weapons, you know, and I guess the question is, how much credit do we give Brady this year, right? Because he's doing it during a year which is different. You know, with the pandemic, they didn't have a training camp, all this kind of, you know, different stuff. They didn't have preseason, I mean. Like, it's a different type of year, but how much credit do we give Tom Brady? Because if Michael Jordan says tomorrow, I want to go play for the Lakers, you're still the GOAT, but are you really the GOAT playing with the Lakers right now? Well, he deserves enormous credit because they didn't have a preseason. Practice was limited. You know, and it's a brand-new team. And in year one, no excuses, he's in the Super Bowl. Year one. So, like, I, I think an average quarterback, if he just throws 15 instead of 30 interceptions that Jameis threw the year before, probably gets to nine wins. You know, an above-average guy gets to 10. Brady won 11. And then, on the way, and then he beat the Washington defense. Uh, Drew Brees, who'd beaten them twice. Rodgers. You know, and all on the road. He deserves enormous credit. Um, I heard you guys talking about Mahomes can't catch him. I agree. Career accomplishments, it's probably impossible. But I would say this. When we talk GOAT, we're not just talking about a kind of an accumulation of awards over a career that occurs because of longevity. Like Hank Aaron, it was one of the greatest ever. But I, I never hear anyone calling him the greatest baseball player of all time. Um, LeBron James, longevity blows Jordans out of the water. But Jordan's the GOAT. He hit a higher peak, and he sustained it for a while. I think if Mahomes wins this game, because it's not for a pre-snap penalty on the defense, he's probably working on a three-peat right now. Mm -hmm. If he wins this game head-to-head with Brady, and guys, let's say he ends his career going to seven Super Bowls and winning four. I mean, he's a long way from there, but let's say he can do that. I think we would agree that the heights he hit were higher than Brady's, and he sustained them long enough that when we say who's the greatest, a lot of us are going to say Mahomes. But if Brady wins, good luck catching Brady. You have to beat him in a rematch or else people forever will say Brady beat Mahomes when he was 43 and Mahomes was in his prime. So I think a huge amount rides on this game. Yeah, it's going to be a huge game. Super Bowl 55 with the quarterbacks front and center. Max Kellerman with us, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Of course, daily on first take. 
uh, with Stephen A. Smith and company, and also right before us here on Action Sport, here on ESPN 690 in Jacksonville with the Max Kellerman Show. Appreciate you taking a few minutes, man. Uh, what's your take on, on Urban Meyer in Jacksonville? Uh, do you like it? Do you think he can be successful? i got to assume you love the idea of Trevor Lawrence coming here, but what about Urban Meyer? You know, it's funny. Let's start with Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville's one of I think, seven teams who wouldn't be in on the Deshaun Watson deal, right? Like anyone who thinks they have a stud quarterback on their rookie deal, Trevor Lawrence is one of them, Joe Burrow and, 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 and I'd say Justin Herbert. Anyone who just really likes their guy, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and, and, and maybe Russell Wilson because he's only, still only 32. And then Patrick Mahomes. Like, everyone else has been like, Jacksonville's the, one of the very few teams who's looking at Deshaun right now going, no, we're good where, where we are. In terms of Urban Meyer, I'd say this. Um, what has happened in his career, he's obviously a great football coach. He's super competitive. And he should field a good team. What has happened in his career, though, is he's left a couple programs and left them scandalized. Now, that's in college. It's different in the pros. But still, when it, when it gets thick, he bounces. So that's, that's the drawback of Urban Meyer. I'd also say that Day has coached Urban Meyer's team much success as Urban Meyer did. So, you know, if I were looking in college, I may have, I may have looked for Urban's successor before Urban. But, you know, that said, you're getting a great college coach who um, – has a lot to prove in the NFL, and you're starting with, you know, a generational talent at quarterback. Talk with Max Kellerman from ESPN. Max, we appreciate you coming on the show for a couple minutes. Obviously, you talk boxing better than anybody, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring up some boxing questions because, let's be honest, we're in Jacksonville, Florida. We're Jaguars heavy. Sometimes we're golf heavy, but we're not really boxing heavy. But I, I got to bring up these things. I want to get your, your honest input um, on my questions here. If you look at the world of boxing right now, it's the world of Logan Paul and Jake Paul. And a little background about myself, I'm an MMA fighter, but I grew up with boxing. Um, I grew up with combat sports. I'm a diehard fan, and, and I'm an old school fan. And the way it's looking right now is like with guys like Logan Paul and all these dudes from YouTube, I get it. There's a market for it. It makes money, which is the most important part, and it gets eyes on the events, which is good for the sport of boxing. But the other part of me wants to say, you know what? It's a sideshow. It's not real boxing. And to me, it almost disrespects the pros out there that are trying to make a name for themselves. And then in, in turn, you have promoters that get upset because, like, well, look at We got Logan and Jake Paul making all this money. Why can't my boxers do that? And then all of a sudden, it's like a back and forth with the promoter and the professional fighters. I guess my question to you is how do you feel now about the state of boxing and, and what have it's become? Um, is it a good thing that these YouTube guys are coming out of the woodwork, or would you rather see it kind of go back to the way it was? Well, first, let me say, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. You guys keep thanking me for my time. I appreciate you having me on. And, and let me say, uh, boxing is also the world of Tyson Fury's fighting Anthony Joshua problem. Exactly. You know, we like that stuff's also going on. But, uh, but I'll say this as far as the YouTube guys are concerned. Boxing is not a league or a tour the way baseball is or the PGA is or, or um, the UFC is a dominant brand in MMA, so it's seen as like the de facto major league or major league baseball or the NBA or the NFL. If you say, you know what they should do in football, they refers to the powers that be in the NFL. If I said, you know what they should do in boxing, who's they? There's no central authority making long-term plans in boxing. 
Mm-hmm. And when that's the case, everyone, it's just a bunch of independent actors vying for their own short-term interest, right? Yeah. So fighters have to realize that's the situation they're in. And instead of being hostile toward Jake Paul, and by the way, these guys train for real. Like, mm-hmm. it's not their fault they started late. They take it seriously. They're not disrespecting the game that way. They're training hard. They're novices, you can see that, but that's not like they're they're doing as as, as good as, as well as they can, and they're brave enough to get in the ring in front of millions of people and 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 take a chance. So so instead of being hostile towards those guys, I think fighters should look at them as a blueprint for what they could do. Now, if you don't have an outgoing personality, that's not your thing. Oh, then okay, fine. But at least you can you can get be aggressive on social media. You can, you can, if you do have an outgoing personality, you can market that. Mm. And, and I, I feel about it a lot of the way I felt about um, the UFC when they started, even before Zufa bought the UFC. So many boxing people were hostile toward the UFC and MMA generally. First of all, I like to watch a fight. You know, I want to know who wins, a, a polar bear or a tiger, let alone, <laughs> you know, two guys the same weight class. So I like a good fight. But, but, but secondly, I used to tell boxing people, you know, what's happening here is a new generation of young people who are not overlapping with the boxing audience are being introduced to combat sports. Instead of being hostile toward MMA, why don't we use that as, as a way to introduce this generation to boxing? In other words, hey, you like combat sports? You might like this. You know, it's not like, do I have to choose between the NBA and the NFL? No, I'm allowed to like both. And I think too many boxing people got envious of what was happening in the MMA and, and didn't realize, actually, it's a good introduction to combat sports. We should imitate part of what they're doing and also use them as an introduction. I got no beef with Jake Paul or Logan Paul. And furthermore, I'm impressed by how seriously they take the craft. Well, and to prove your point too, like you mentioned, we got Anthony Joshua, um, you know, coming up fight, fighting, uh, obviously the champ right now in Tyson Fury. And one could say like Deontay Wilder, I mean, you know, he's a polarizing figure more from obviously his style of knocking people out. And he's got okay mic skills, but Tyson Fury to me really put Deontay Wilder on another level because of Tyson Fury's way to promote himself. So going forward now with boxing, does boxing need these big fights? Do we need to see possibly like, like an, uh, Earl Spence and, and Crawford? Do we need to see Davis versus Garcia? Do we need these fights this year to make this thing all worth it? I will give you a little sneak preview, sneak peek at Max Unboxing this week. You know, the Super Bowl is happening, guys. And as we just went over, the legacy, what's on the line is huge. Brady versus Mahomes, and everyone's interested. We know the characters. We we got the event. By the way, football didn't have to work this way. You know, it could be Josh Allen against, you know, Drew Brees, right, which is not nearly Brady versus Mahomes. But it worked out this way. We're getting it. The crying shame about boxing is the way it's organized, we actually can choose what Super Bowl we get, what Super Brawl we get, right? We can choose. We can make it. Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford is the the Super Bowl I want to see in boxing. That's the Super Brawl. And we're not going to get it in the near future. And, and people have to stop messing around. Like, promoters are looking out after their short-term interest and their narrow interest, and it's been choking the sport for a long time. The fact that Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua is going to get made, that Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder was made, is great. But the fact of the matter is, in this country, we're talking about uh, two British heavyweights and one American, right? Yeah. 
it's not so there's not the same interest. All of our best talents in the NFL and the NBA. And Deontay's a hell of a fighter, but that's that's one guy. Errol that... Spence, Terrence Crawford is the best fight that can be made, and that's the fight we should get. Well, a little sneak peek. Max on boxing, by the way, 5 o'clock, ESPN2 tomorrow night. Hey, man, we appreciate you taking some time. Talk some football, talk some boxing. Go spend some time with the kids. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You got it, Max Kellerman, ESPN Radio, of course, right before us on ESPN 690 here in Jacksonville, 2 o'clock show start time uh, all across the country on ESPN Radio. First take with Stephen A. Smith and Max on Boxing, 5 o'clock Eastern time uh, on ESPN 2. That is on Friday, so check it out uh, tomorrow night. Uh, I like when you guys are talking boxing. Yeah. I uh, kind of sit on the sideline for that one, yeah. but, you know, Max Kellerman obviously knows it. You know it, passionate yeah. about it, and well, uh, some good takes there on yeah, it. Yeah, and, you know, and I'll give him credit, man. It was a, it was a fresh response. You know, it, it wasn't a lazy response to the whole Jake Paul, Logan Paul thing. I thought that Max brought up some great points. Yeah. Um, that makes some sense. I, it's so logical. I'm not mad at it. You know, but at the end of the day, and he brought up a great point here. Like, Spence Jr. and Crawford, like, that is the fight. And I get, like, maybe you don't know who they are, but, like, in terms of boxing, it would be the biggest fight you've seen in a long time. The problem, though, is, like like Max was saying, they don't they want to protect themselves. Yeah. They want to get a couple more dubs on that record, make a couple more money. Like This is why the UFC, in my opinion, is absolutely embarrassing boxing. This is why the UFC is so big. Because if you want a big fight, you're going to get it, right? Records don't matter. Like, Dana White doesn't care, okay, this fighter is 30-0, and 0, this fighter is 25-10. and 10. Does not matter. Like, if the people want it, they're going to see it. The people have been clamoring for fight after fight in the boxing realm, and we never get them. Or if we get them, we get them way too late. And that's the problem with boxing. Yeah, and, and he said, and he's right on, they're after their self-interest, which is a short-term mm. sight instead of a long view on boxing. You know, as I listen to boxing talk, and we talk MMA, and you talk mm. like Mike Skills, and you, you mentioned Fury, right? Yeah. Like, you can talk Spence and Crawford all you want, but yeah. what do we know? We know Fury and Wilder mm -hmm. and, and Joshua, right? And I know more of that because you're just hanging around with you a little bit, but the fact that that's finally coming together, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's amazing to me if you morph all the worlds together in sports and you consider those two sports, especially boxing and MMA and those combat sports, mm -hmm. and something else that you like a lot and a lot of people like a lot, and just how much wrestling <laughs> has made an impact on the sports world <laughs> from WWE to AEW to everything else, yeah, the brand. Right, we talk about Brandon sports so much, right? From Jalen Ramsey to Yannick Ngakwe to Deshaun Watson, right now, to you name it, you yeah. name it. We talk about brand, and like it is amazing. I don't. I like to go back and find the root of all this stuff and where things changed. And I'm not ready to just sit here and I don't know wrestling in and out enough to know. Hey, I can give them all the credit. Mm -hmm. But if you look at that and you take some of the sports we're talking about, but even our mainstream sports mm -hmm. where branding has become such a big thing, what you say in front of a microphone is so impactful. Richard Sherman is not Richard Sherman without saying what he said in front of a mic. You're right. You know, I've often thought from my view that we give way too much credit to the media, but I think everybody else might be right. What you do say in front of a microphone, what we do say about you, the fact that we're talking about you, is a very important part of your brand yeah. and, and hyping it up, whether it's fictitious or not. It's just wild to see all the worlds kind of collide. So you bring up a great point about the influences of professional wrestling. Let's go back to the, that, that Conor McGregor card real quick, right? Conor McGregor gets knocked out by Dustin Poirier. The fight before that, the co-main event, 
featured Michael Chandler and Dan Hooker. This was Michael Michael Chandler's first um, UFC event. He came from Bellator, a very highly touted talent, but it was his first UFC fight. He knocks out Dan Hooker in devastating fashion and calls out for a title shot. When the mic is in front of his face, he has a few choice words. He speaks his piece. Come to find out, he stole that from a Ric Flair interview. Really? He copied Ric Flair. And, like, when he called out Khabib, who's, I mean, you know, if he's going to be the champion or not, I mean, we're not sure if Khabib's going to retire yet or not. We'll see. But when he called out Khabib, he did it in a way that Ric Flair called out a wrestler years and years and years ago. Which, by the way, might... You can look at that as saying he stole that, or no, you can look no, at saying no. that he's brilliant because Listen. how many kids and how many sports teams yeah. and everybody still do the Ric Flair? Listen, people, <laughs> like, I mean, like media Rick people call him out, but nobody cared. Bro. Like everyone <laughs> celebrated. Like, oh, this guy's quoting Ric Flair. Like, yeah. He's awesome. Like he he made some money because he quoted Ric Flair. I, saw, I just listened to these conversations again. You and Max talk it. You know it. I I don't know it on that level. But then you think about how these intertwine with what we do talk about. Yeah. The Sean Watson, the Jalen Ramsey stories, the the whatever stories in our world, you know, the NBA, yeah. brand, star power, Mike skills. They're so important now because let's be honest, people watch Mike Tyson because he knocked people out. Those days are kind of long gone now where, yeah, we'll watch Mike Tyson, but I want to hear him say something crazy as well. You know, that is true. And yeah. you still did kind of wait to see what he was going to say. Exactly. And obviously Don King was the master of that. Without a doubt. When it came to promotion. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. They probably already have one. Cornholing. Austin Lane. <laughs> you can have a call from PR in a little bit here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm I believe that just levels out the playing field right now because the Chiefs O-line is a little banged up. Um, yeah, that's the only thing that levels it out. Um, if the Chiefs had a healthy O-line, I would definitely say the Chiefs are going to win. But, um, yeah, the, Chiefs, the Bucks D-line is about to, about to wreak havoc. I think I know that one. That Bucks. voice sounded familiar. That was another analyst, I think. Sounded like it. In-depth stuff there from Mr. Robinson. I don't know. Can you imagine a Robinson or Robinson? Like James Robinson, Alan Robinson? I that mean, would be good. You, you have to do something with that. You think that was James Robinson? No, that was Alan. That was, we literally just had Alan Robinson on the show. That was Alan? Nope. No? Wasn't he talking no. about the defensive line? Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm way off. Yeah, you're I didn't think that you're was on the right track with a wide receiver. Dang. Can you play it one more time? I'm sorry. I thought it was. I thought that was Allen Robinson. Yeah. Emily, I believe that just levels out the playing field right now because the Chiefs O-line is a little banged up. Um, yeah, that's the only thing that levels it out. Um, if the Chiefs had a healthy O-line, I would definitely say the Chiefs is going to win. But, right. um, yeah, the, Chiefs, the Bucks D-line is about to, about to wreak havoc. I guess Allen did have the – Allen Robinson had the Chiefs win, didn't he? Um, man, who is that? Hmm. Probably. You probably is it is it like an out there name? Cause like we wouldn't really guess right away. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a wide receiver. Justin I, Jefferson. No, I okay. mean Stephon Diggs. No. DK Metcalf. Oh, oh. all right. Yeah, give it to him. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that for a while. <laughs> Are you a fan? Be honest here, Brunt. You a fan of the whole Nook thing that he rocks? DK Metcalf. You know, like he has like a. They call it like a Twitter. I used to call it a Twitter back in the day. But you know, like a little nook that you did. You just say something we should drop a Twitter. Should I drop that? I don't what? know what that means. It's I don't a, know it's what you're talking about. No, like a nook. You know what a nook is? Like when you're a baby, you have a nook or a Twitter. I used to call it. You mean like a pacifier? Yeah, but I called it a Twitter. Okay. I've never heard it called a Twitter. <laughs> okay. Why well, call it a Twitter? Is that okay with you? I don't know yet. I'm still like trying to figure it out. That's not. A, that's not dumpable. 
No, it's not dumpable. Yeah. But now I'm educated. Like I've never heard that in my life. Yeah. I have twins. Yeah. Like we had a lot know. of pacifiers. Yeah. Passies. Nook. I've never even heard that. I call in it a con. You heard of a nook? What do you call? We called it a binky. Yeah, See, I've heard not, that. Not. I've heard that. Who? We didn't. But I've heard binky. It. That binky. says a lot about, call it. That says a lot about coos, though, probably, doesn't it? It does say a lot about coos, <laughs> but it says a lot about, like, the geographical regions of where we're coming from. Here. Well, yeah, but we're supposed to be aligned here. You have bubblers in Wisconsin. We, yeah, you have bubblers, know? too. I mean, no, no one's calling it a pacifier, man. Really? I call it a tutter. Yeah. A tutter? A tutter. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> what the hell is a tutter? I, didn't have, a I honestly had no idea what you were talking I, about. I okay. was so scared when you said that. I was like, I, I think I have the dumb guy. Oh, you know what? I'm, yeah, I can go anywhere with this thing. No, okay, so DK Metcalf has, like, the pacifier mouth guard, where it's got, like, the handle. You've seen it, right? Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. How do you feel about that? No, you're not going to say anything to him, right? You're not going to tell him to take it out. You're not going to say he looks stupid. The bad thing is, usually with a guy that big, you can run the other way. You can't even do that with Metcalf. He'll chase you down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh... I, I really don't have strong personal feelings okay. about it. Okay. But you don't like it. No, see, I had a friend, uh, so my, we, our group text, or NFL group text that we have. We, NFL we, group text? Yeah. Uh, so is these NFL players? No, no. Or are you just ripping the NFL? Guys that wish they the NFL, basically. <laughs> Let's just call it now, like Why that. am I not on that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you said you want to play for a million dollars. That's good But, like, they have an issue with it. They, they think it's, like, distracting and yada yada. I think it's ironic because he's so big. Yeah, and yeah. Like he's, there is I something mean, obviously, there. like, you know, but then, like, he's rocking a nook in his mouth. Or yeah. a tutor, as you call it, in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> or a pacifier. Or, or, or a pacifier. If you're, like, and what don't you have any clue what that is. A binky. By the way, more people know what a binky is than they do a tutor. Yeah, but, like, listen, if you're at daycare and you go, I need my tutor, like, at least that sounds a little more, like, Hardcore, like you know, like I'm walking, feeling tough, as opposed to can I make binky? No, bees? binky is soft. I mean, binky no is doubt. Soft, binky is soft the softest. Oh, yeah, well, so I'll soft. That. If, if, yeah. You, if you listen to our show and you got a kid and you're calling it binky, stop. Don't. Yeah. Just change. You're doing that kid a disservice. Go, go to tutor. I mean, you're go to tutor. Go to nook. Hey, man. He, go to passing. You can be five years old, but let me get that tutor. Like you know what I'm saying? It sounds tough, man. Let me get that tutor real quick. Yeah. Good stuff. I tell you, one of the most uh, difficult times of parenting, they'll say, is to get the Twitter Nook oh. pacifier binky away. Yeah, you better believe it. Thankfully, we had Throw iPads. Throw that thing in the trash. Thankfully, we had iPads. Door. I mean, hey, here's an iPad. Don't worry about your... I was you know say. what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't worry about that Nook iPad anymore. iPad to the rescue. Yeah. Exactly. You're right about Nook that. Is we... the brand name. Someone just commented. Oh, okay. Uh, Nook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And UK. That's why they called it the Andre Hopkins. Okay. Did you know that? That's where that came from? Yeah. Because he always had his Nook when he was a kid. You didn't even know that, did you? Mm-mm. See? This, this, this is education. This is what I do on the show. I mean, we didn't need Alan Robinson, Max Kellerman. Nah, on. man. We, th- this is it. This is the show. This is the podcast <laughs> right here. <laughs> Just random. <laughs> this, this segment brought to you by Babies R Us. Yeah. Like, hey, does that exist anymore? Hey, Mode Southwest, you listening? You like what you hear? Come on board. Let's go. <laughs> I can't imagine how much... It, what's uh, amazing to me is how much time I spent in places like Babies R Us or Target in yeah. the baby areas when you're... When you're parenting kids oh, that make, age. It'll make you sick, though. And then the it's prices. like, it's basically like going over the Buckman Bridge. If you live in Orange Park, you go over the Buckman Bridge. Yeah. Once you move back from Orange Park, you never go <laughs> over again. Well, that's kind of the way it is with baby stuff. Like, if once you're the baby it. stuff's over. Oh, like, you're done. I don't even know what stores even exist anymore in the uh, baby land. I'll be honest, Coos. Maybe one day you're going to get here, Coos, but heed my warning. Think about it first. All right? Just take a couple seconds and think about it but one day if you do get there in fatherhood and parenthood when you go to toys r us for the first time or kids r us is that even still a thing or they go out of business i 
I, I don't know. I think they went out of business, but they're like back. Or well, something. find some kind of baby store because you can't Amazon Prime because you got to try everything out, right? When you go to that store for the first time, man, just get ready. Right, like you better oh. get some of that stock sold right now, or maybe <laughs> invest a little more. I'm not sure how you're feeling about it. I invested doggy coin last night. Supposed to go to the moon. I'm in the middle of the ocean right now. I'm not sure when that's going to actually go up. But yeah, we'll I see. Like .04 when I saw it. Yeah, hey, it, it ain't going to the moon anytime soon. <laughs> we are below sea level right now, everybody. But yeah. whatever. But with that being said, because the prices of some of these things, man, it's oh, gonna really? it's gonna knock your socks off. Like the. The thing that you put your baby in where it, like, shakes, Cradle? you know, like, nope. Carriage? Nope. It, it, you know what I'm talking about? Like, where, like, you, you prop them up in it, and then it kind of, like, it rocks oh, them by you, itself. A rocker? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, like a swing. <laughs> Basically like a swing. <laughs> kind of a swing rocker, yeah. You know, well, that's like, the other thing. Ro- yeah. That's the other. You'll learn what stuff is. <laughs> For sure. You know? Well, like, I, obviously, I didn't. Oh, uh, I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> or forgot, but... They'll be like, what is this thing? But it was like 300 bucks for a rocker. I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to do it myself. Like, I'll just put them on the couch and I'll do it myself. So get ready, Coos. Save up. So are we okay with banning everybody who calls it a binky? Yeah. If Listen, if you're a – and I, I love our, our viewership. I love our listeners. But if you say binky with your kids, lose our number. Lose our number right now. Yeah. We, we don't need you. This show's not for you. We only support Nook, Pacifier, and Tudor. <laughs> in fact, now it's, it, it's growing on me. Right? It, it's not bad, right? Yeah, now it's growing Dude, on me. I'm telling you, you want to talk about in terms of masculinity when you're a kid? Give me that tutor. Like, I'm telling you. I'm saying, if you have a son, or even a girl, whatever, I mean, you want her to, you know, whatever. But a son for sure. Teach Tudor, man. I'm telling like, you. I want somebody to spell that for me. Do you know? Yeah, it's. It, well, I mean, <laughs> I think I might have invented it. Uh, T-O-O-T-E-R. That's kind of cool spelling. Tudor. Although I yeah. would say Tudor, maybe, but. No, nope, no, it's Tudor. It's Tudor. <laughs> hey, Coos, there's no way you're calling your first kid. You're going to have that passy be a binky anymore. You'll remember this day. I will remember know this, this day. exactly. <laughs> you know what? Free of charge, man. You're welcome. It'll be great because we'll be sitting there. The kid will be doing whatever he's doing, and Nicole's there with the kid, and I'll be like, here's your Twitter. Yep. And Nicole will be like, what? <laughs> Just constantly reinforcing yeah. it. Just That's constantly. Right. Here's your Twitter. Just here's record your this segment, play it for <laughs> him. Back when like, that day comes. What are you talking about? I was like, Austin told me I can't call it a binky. Don't call it a binky, man. Hey, I'm telling hey, you. Hey, he's 6'6", 245. Hey, it he says Twitter. It's a Twitter. It paid off. Hey, uh, congrats to some of the kids from Bishop Kenny High School, John Costa, baseball, Tallahassee Community College, Matthew Hilo, going to Georgia to play football, Maggie McLaughlin. Auckland Sailing University, <laughs> not Sailing University, Sailing at the University of South Florida. Why couldn't there be a Sailing University? Where might be? <laughs> I'm sure there is. What's the one sail, full sail, right? See that? That could have happened. Uh, Samantha Morrison cycling at Lee's McRae College. Michael Mazlinski, we talked about him yesterday going yeah. to Iowa. Uh, Jamie, uh, Jemiah, excuse me, Nesmith, basketball at the University of Charleston. Uh, Charlie Pelliser, baseball at Daytona State College. And uh, Will Weinbecker, sailing at the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy. Uh, pretty cool, good sailing program over at Bishop Kenny. There is a, uh, a, f- a full sail university. That's a, yeah, full sail. Yep. Thanks for uh, catching up. <laughs> <laughs> While you were looking it up, I mentioned hey, it. Brent, oh, okay. Brent, Brent already took us down this road. It's all, all right, right though. All right. Hey, one thing we did not get uh, to on the, the Super Bowl, we're, we're going to do a lot of prop bets tomorrow. Yeah, I so can't wait. screw the analysis of the game. Yeah, we're done. We'll talk more Urban Meyer and <laughs> Defense Trevor Lawrence. Defense needs it. It's an offensive-driven uh, league, Brent. But defense, we did the offense stuff. And I, I still, just to reiterate something we said at the top of the show, it's really amazing if you think about you have the greatest quarterback of all time on one end that also has probably the better offensive line in this game, probably the better running game, yeah. and a, a passing attack that 
at least can you can debate back and forth it's very comparable against the opposition and you still don't believe that they're going to win most likely i mean some might but the bottom line is a lot of people believe kansas city's going to win they're the favorite in this football game despite all those things in this day and age that i just mentioned good offensive line mm-hmm. greatest quarterback to ever play uh, who's still playing at a good level too i mean we're not just talking about a washed up uh, swan song kind of performance running game and really good uh, receiving game and they're better than the opposition in couple of those categories, debatable in a couple of other of those co- categories. Again, I think yeah. most people would take Mahomes. Oh, I, I think probably like 90% would be Mahomes over Brady. Is that a little t- too high? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm going mean, to have to I, do that poll tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's a good poll. But I, but I do think, listen, everybody respects the heck out of Brady and appreciates yeah. that he's still playing at a good level. Mm-hmm. This isn't about him playing poor football. It's just about the brilliance of Mahomes at 25 years old. It seems like... He's unstoppable yeah. at the moment. So what about the defensive end? Uh, Tampa yeah. Bay feels like they've got that on their side as well. Am I right? No, without it. I mean, do, do you want to break down like position by position? Because I mean, we well, can at least group by group. Yeah, group by group. So I mean, I think obviously defensive I read line. I book above the line, nine units strong. <laughs> You got to break down the long snappers too, then? Yeah. Is that what is he? He what, wasn't what? in the uh, unit. Oh, he's not in that unit? No. Okay. Uh, with that being said, I mean, you know where I like to start, Brent, the defensive line, obviously. And. Listen, I think the Kansas City Chiefs are respectable when they're healthy. You know, I think Chris Jones, obviously, um, you know, it's funny because Chris Jones, to me, is one of the best players at his position in the league in that three technique, that three, four. But I feel like he's kind of underrated as well. But when we talk about the advantage, I mean, look what Tampa Bay did against Green Bay. Now, granted, Green Bay had Bakhtiari out. They had, uh, you know, their guard playing left tackle, all this stuff. But Tampa Bay won that game because of their defensive line. So I'm giving an advantage right now. I'm giving the edge to Tampa Bay. So there's another edge to Tampa Bay. Linebackers are Tampa Bay, though. Yeah. Yeah. Linebackers are great at Tampa Bay right now. They are. And give secondary to Matthew and Kansas City, right? (sighs) Yeah. Yep. Fair enough. Winfield Jr. was out against Green Bay. If he comes back, that gives him a a big bump. But, yeah, I would probably give the advantage of secondary to Kansas City. Yeah, but the Bucs have been banged up in the secondary. So, But, Mm -hmm. again, overall defensively, I take the Bucs' defense. Correct. It's wild. Correct. It's wild. If you break down the game, (laughs) how much it favors the Bucs? Should we be betting a lot of money on Tampa? I'm I'm betting Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, man. I'll give you a sense of just how good Kansas City's offense is. We don't talk about these two guys at all, and they've signed $100 million contracts on their defense. Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Good call. I bet if you ask 10 people, half of them don't even know Frank Clark still plays for Kansas City. You're not lying. Amazing. It's a great point. They just don't talk about him. It's a great point. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I just think it was my only chance to be able to prove not only the doubters, but I just prove to myself. High-end football player. Still love the game. Still love to compete. Got to prove it to myself. You know, I never gave up or gave in. I stayed uh, consistent, uh, persistent to, to my goals and my vision. And I'm um, here right now, and I'm great. Oh, Assuming man. that was Tyreek Hill. Ooh, Brent. Unfortunately. Right team. Okay, who's giving me a hint, LA? I appreciate that. Um, Soft spoken here. All right, Which cool. also is kind of ironic. Wasn't Travis Kelsey. Um, no. Lady on Bell? Oh, wait, never mind. I totally threw you in the wrong direction. Not the same team. I mean. <laughs> I mean. Chris Godwin. I'm all over the place now with no. this. Mike Evans. Leonard Fournette. I don't know. It wasn't Fournette. Mike Evans. 
Now I'm confused. I confused myself. It's Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Antonio Brown. He pressed the button. I should have got Antonio Brown. Well, yeah, I know, but I... I no, yeah. no, I get it. The sauce boat, I, I get what you're going with it, though. Yeah, yeah. I didn't put two and two together because you said the Chiefs, so, you know. I know, I know. It's all right, though, dude. Did you see, actually, the article on this Antonio Brown? Brown? Did you see Jalen kind of clap back at the article on Antonio Brown? Jalen's very puzzling to me because one minute... And I, I follow Jalen, by the way, on Twitter. Yeah. Do you? So do I. Do you, uh, I don't do, know if I follow him. Do you have that privilege? I can, but uh, do I actually don't follow him. <laughs> So see that? How about so that flex? It's all about the positive vibes, the positive energy, and he he strays away from the haters, but then he talks about the hating. Yeah, like because you're referring to the Brett Favre thing. You talking about too? He said. No, oh, oh. And now I'm I'm looking at. I'll uh, check it out. Here's J- we should do don't, this every day. Don't act like you don't follow Jalen Ramsey. I don't too. follow. What, what happened? Look, look, ready? Do I follow Jalen Ramsey? Tell everybody. I mean, that's a burner account, but okay. <laughs> don't act like you don't have more than one account, Brent. Listen, when he blocked me, I said, fine, I'm not following you either. I know, then he unblocked me, and I just I know guess that I never you're followed. really Andy Loosemore, too, because that guy listens to us every single day across the pond. Either he's a diehard or that's Brent Martineau. Just saying. Are you, <laughs> well, if so, I sent him a shirt and a hat, so <laughs> I never got it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. So you say. So you say. Thomas uh, Andy, we appreciate your support, though, dude. Andy's the best. He is the best. Um, so are many of you, A actually. lot of people. I'm uh, trying to get... You're right about the the one of the latest tweets. Boy, Jalen's been tweeting a lot here yeah, uh, in the last couple of days, and he's, this is what he says. Marcel's Wiley breaking down why he agrees with Brett Favre's advice to Deshaun Watson, and Ramsey said at this point this is sad. Everybody entitled to their own opinion. This just isn't factual. Got to be for clicks. No way he really feels this way. The metaphor and comparison are beep. D4 hasn't even said anything to be messy, and he's a great guy. So I guess Marcel Wiley was backing up Brett Favre. I don't think, I don't know. You know how those things go. You take one thing out of context and it's, you know, it's it's Randy Moss about Jacks all over again. Yeah, could be. Um, but you know what's cool, though, with what Ramsey's doing? And you should maybe look into this, depending on some of your hot take tweets that you do. You can actually set it, like, set out the Twitter account where nobody can comment on your tweets. I your, see that. Your tweets. I, didn't, I didn't even know how to do that, but I saw that. But you pondered it, though. You should just, like, do some crazy tweet and then do Not that. Not say anything? <laughs> you can't reply to it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you want me to do it, right? Because you still have, like, your professional re- reputation to <laughs> Yes, I do. Hide. For me, it's like, I don't whatever. Know what yours is. That's Austin being like, Austin what again. What is your reputation? Uh, who knows, man? <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> just hey, having a good time. Just working on my mic skills. Working on my mic skills. <laughs> uh, let me get a couple more names in. Uh, Rebalt High School. Oh, boy. I picked a big one here. <laughs> Vincent. Bailey Dunigan. Bailey Dunigan. Bailey Dunigan. It's actually, if you say it fast, it's not as hard as it looks. Football, Weber University. Sean nice. Evans. Football, Stetson. Uh, Martranius Mack. Good player. Weber University. That's a football name right there. That is. Yeah. Demictris Robinson. Track and field, Fort Valley State. Cool. And Ernest Ricks uh, Football, Weber University. How about that? Three Rebalt Trojans. Is it going Weber to play at, University or Weber? This one's Weber. Okay, because there's Weber State, I know. Okay. Uh, there is a Weber State. Mm-hmm. That's the 1B. Maybe, yeah, probably. I'm just making sure you're They're doing They're in the your, NCAA tournament sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Weber, this Weber University is different. Okay. I'm just making sure we're covering all bases here. Honestly, I try to remember if we say Weber or Weber when we see Weber or Weber State in <laughs> March Madness bracket. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's Weber State in March Madness. There we go. Yeah. Uh, simple as that. Hey, if you missed it earlier in the show, we had Alan Robinson on. You can always go check it out. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 podcast. It was in the 4 o'clock hour. 
Uh, so I think Coos, when he posts those, usually it'll be hour two. We doing okay on the podcast? Is it on Spotify now? We're having some issues. Yeah, we're good now. We're good. People okay. are getting upset and starting to murmur. I'll tell you. We oh, like... believe me, I know. I saw all the tweets. Yeah. Listen, we like when people get upset. That means they're really trying to find it. I don't think Coos likes that. Coos, what's it like? Like, I think people actually think you try to sabotage the show sometime, where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to feel like not posting the thing on Spotify today. Like, It's not your fault, man. There's nothing that goes into it, and you work hard. Well, a lot of times it's just something that I don't notice until someone tweets us anyway, Yeah. because it's like I don't well, get like a notification like, hey, didn't go out. Well, then maybe you should check every single I try to help you out, but you're kind of... Kind of bearing yourself now, <laughs> so right, it, it well, is what know, it is. He's good at digging his own. I mean, what do you want me to do? No, I just no, no, send no, no, the no. things. Well, actually, I don't check it at all, so I never know no, if it's going to be on or not. Okay. Because because the first time it happened, happens, you know, Andy reached out and was like, "Yo, what's going on?" I was like, "Oh, cool, I got people that'll check it for me." Yeah. So you don't care. All right, great. Hey, we're awesome. only like twenty something games into the NBA season. Say twenty five games, which is less than a third of the way. <laughs> I'm going to leave because Kuz does such a good job. Kuz. Yeah, so you give him 20 seconds on our show. LeBron James, MVP. Joel Embiid. Embiid's been a terrific. So has. Uh, Why haven't you talked about Jokic. that more? I figured if it came up, I would bring it up. I don't want to jinx it is the problem. Like, Austin was really loud about how the Bucks were really good last year, and then they, they didn't do uh, anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to. Are the Bucks still playing? <clears throat> yeah, they're second in the. Standings thirteen and eight. Are they really? I think there was talk for a while that they were going to have to go by win percentage because of COVID throwing everything off. Oh, they might have to. You going to apologize to Giannis Antetokounmpo for not including him in the MVP category? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Embiid's been really good. Embiid's been really good. And and Durant's been really good. Keep keep building up. Durant coming back has been really good. Durant coming back has been very good. His defense has been a little off. Well, their whole defense has been off. (laughs) Right. Defense is off. They don't play defense. (laughs) They don't. I love how Durant said, yeah, we'll get better on defense. They don't. How about when you try to play it? (laughs) Wait till the playoffs when they really care. Uh, That's going to do it for a Thursday edition. Tomorrow, predictions for Super Bowl 55. We'll also talk to Mina Kimes and a couple more interviews on the way coming up on Friday. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN. ESPN 690. Live Local Loud is up next right here on ESPN 690. We'll see you on TV tonight, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.